Hey folks, just popping in here to say if you like this episode of the podcast, please give it a like rating. And if you haven't already done so, please consider subscribing. We can be found on YouTube, BitChute, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Links are all in the description wherever you're tuning in from. And now, on with the show. Yet another week. Here we are again. I'm with me, your Canadian Info Warrior, Destry McLean, and that goofy looking savage one there, Mr. Stir. <laughs> Woo! <coughs> oh, yeah! Yeah. What's the word? Big bird. Yes. The word yes is yes. Yes is the word. <laughs> bird is the word, though, really. You got to do it like Peter. Bird, bird, bird. Bird is the word. You ever seen the official video for that? Yeah. The song's so old, it was before video, so it was just a recording of him on somebody's show doing it. It was like, wow. Guy just looks right out of her. Hey, it looks uh, like uh, you've made yourself at home in, uh, what is that, Planet THX 1138? Uh, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> actually, it, it's it's actually Nibiru, the hidden see, planet. Oh, Planet Planet X. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I, I took advantage of all the hundreds of thousands of people fleeing New York and I've moved myself right in here in the Big Apple, as you can see. Cause yeah. <laughs> all, those, getting... all those people flocking out in droves, you must have gotten that nice apartment for a song. Oh, yeah. I'm up in a nice high rise here, as you can see. Yeah. yeah I, gotta, I don't need cable TV. I just look out my window and watch the riots in the streets and, yeah. and the, bum, the bum fights. And yeah, it's great. <laughs> Big Apple, baby. Yeah. City that never sleeps. Or is that Vegas? I don't know. No, that's usually said of New York. Okay. Yeah. The Big but, Apple. But getting back to uh, to where we actually live, uh, I was going to mention... Uh, you sure that's New York, though? That almost looks like the, the uh, Chicago Sears Tower behind you. You, you. you sure you moved into the right city? I thought that was the Empire State Building. It could be. I don't know. It's kind of blurry, so I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I thought it looked classy, big city. Yeah. What, what do we know? We're just a couple of Canucks. Yeah, so, exactly. I couldn't you know, tell you the difference between the Sears Tower and the Empire State Building just from pictures. <laughs> we're easily impressed being Canadians, you know yeah. what I mean? 
you know, we, we think Toronto is a big deal. And, you know, look. Maybe that's look, why the apartment was so cheap, though. You're actually in Chicago. Yeah, in, in Chirac. <laughs> Chirac. <laughs> yeah, only 20-something murders tonight. Hey, that's not bad. Hey, yeah. No room for me. Yeah. No, I think that is the Empire State, though. I think but, so. I, again, like I say, I wouldn't know the difference between the Empire State Building and the Sears Tower if I saw pictures of them and had to pick which was which. I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> well, any of our uh, viewers or listeners at home, maybe. Yeah, there uh, you go. Anybody at home knows which one that is, let us know. Because yeah. Sterling's lost and he has to figure out which airport to get to to get home. I'm somewhere. I'm somewhere in the post-dystopian future of America, and yeah. I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> he doesn't know if he has to go to JFK or uh, or, or O'Hare. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything beats our local airport. Did you hear about yeah. the? Did you hear about the the the, the young twenty-something chick that uh, she was at the our oh, local the one that had to be hauled out by the police. Because she refused to wear a mask. And refused to leave the building. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trespass notice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good but luck yeah, that's the thing. Eh? You know, it's obvious the cops weren't called just because she was refusing to wear a mask. It's because she was refusing to leave. Yeah. Well, the thing is, she had to get back home to, what was it, Toronto or Ottawa. Yeah. And, you know, that was her only... But she was she was gonna stick to her guns and not uh, not put the mask on and yeah I, I get a kick out of people like that how they think well there's nothing you can do about it well actually yeah there is <laughs> you know I paid you... for the ticket I'm entitled to fly I get the same shit all the time in the cab well I'm paying for this cab I can stay in it no you can't if I don't want you in the car you're getting the f out you know <laughs> and is... as much as you and I have complained about the mask laws. It is what it is, and she knew damn well what the what the deal was. So exactly, if she hated hated the mask law as much as, uh, as she does, she could have rented a car and driven. Yeah, I mean, I think the mask law is stupid, but it is a law, so I'm going to obey it, like a helmet yeah. law, like a seatbelt law, you know. Begrudgingly, but yes. Yeah, exactly. And when it comes to enforcing it on other people, I expect it to be enforced the same way it is on me. Like certain people that don't have to wear motorcycle helmets because of religious exemptions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a crock of shit. If I have to wear it, they gotta wear it. Are, are you referring to those people that have those little daggers and those funny Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Fair enough. I won't, won't mention any further. Uh, no, I mean, yeah. you know, every Sikh that I've ever met has been a really nice person. You know, their religion is a really nice religion. You know, and, and it preaches a lot of love and, and, and niceness, basically. You know, it's, it's not like um, the Muslim religion. Like, Sikhs are actually really nice people from what I've seen, you know, my experience with them. But... I still think it's a crock of shit that because they have to wear a turban for their religion means that they can't wear a helmet on a motorcycle because as far as I'm concerned, and, and it's not even as far as I'm concerned, it's in the law. Driving, period, anything, is a privilege, not a right. Therefore, if you can't, for whatever reason, obey the laws that are required for you to drive that particular vehicle, then you shouldn't get to drive that particular vehicle. 
he shouldn't be able to have a motorcycle license and ride a motorcycle if he can't wear the helmet, if he can't they, abide by the laws. And they get they get exemptions too in the military for their uh, head garb and uh, and I believe personally I, believe, I think that's all right. Yeah, I, I actually don't mind that because that's not an issue of public safety like a helmet or a seatbelt is. You know. <laughs> that's my thought on that I, I don't have a problem with them having exemption in the military if I seem distracted it's because uh, I'm, I'm just stewing over the week that's been with uh, <laughs> with frickin Trudeau uh, you know people have been uh, mentioning to me geez you guys bitch about the American situation and you guys are Canadians well guess what I've got lots lots to shit on as far as Canada goes yeah uh, our finance minister, Bill Morneau, I guess, uh, has to take the fall for Trudeau. Yeah, yeah, another one under the bus. He's running out of people to throw under that bus. So, you know, not, you know and what's funny is uh, as much as we've complained about our escalating debt, Bill Morneau was the guy that was trying his best to balance the books, but it's Trudeau's friggin' commie, radical, out-there policies that have him caught between a rock and a hard place, and he just can't, he just couldn't juggle it anymore. And the two of them were butting heads, and I guess the latest was, uh, you know, Trudeau ha having all these pie-in-the-sky ideas for, you know, UBI, you know, universal basic income, reforming, you know, basically overhauling and reforming the welfare system, uh, raising taxes and uh, just just a litany of things that Morneau was like, you know, you got to control your spending and you want to yeah. do all this. Like, this is ridiculous. So he, in the end, he decided to uh, hand in the old resignation and and let Trudeau throw him under the bus and blame him for, you know, and and try and buy Trudeau a little more time, I guess. And uh, Trudeau nominated, uh, well, he already named Krista Freeland as the, the new finance minister. And uh, <laughs> I just find it weird, like, you know, our health minister is what, a social, uh, was it a social worker or graphic designer or whatever, that Patty Adju? Right. And then fucking uh, Krista Yeah, I can't Freeland. remember exactly what she does. But nothing to do with her portfolio. And same with this Krista Freeland, names her Minister of Finance and her background's in journalism. Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck are you... The well, fuck it's, you it's, it's just as bad as Trump. He puts people, you know, like he would put a, a somebody in charge of the CDC who doesn't believe in modern medicine. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> this is the moron that's running our country, like... They, they, you know, we talked about the, and they, it's official, $343 billion uh, 2020 deficit to tack on to the nearly $700 million. Yeah. We're looking at a trillion dollar overall deficit. We'll be the second worst in debt country uh, outside of the states. Yeah. And uh, and then this bozo. So I don't know if you heard, you know, with, with the struggles that Canadians are going through, this bozo now wants to give $50 million to Lebanon because oh, of that because of that Beirut explosion. Jesus. $50 million. And then, yeah, because uh, we've just got all this money to throw away. 
you know, you know, just like he gave Iran a bunch of money recently. You know, he's giving giving money to countries that I'm sorry, I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. You know, I'm more a fan of countries that we actually uh, do business with and are on good terms with usually. Yeah. And if not them, certainly ourselves. It'd be nice if he spent the money in our country. Well, and, and even if it was a country that we're, that we're fans of and that we're doing business with and everything, we just don't have the kind of money right now to be throwing around this way. No. no and, and that's typical of liberals. They just don't realize that we don't have it to throw around, and they just think it's growing on trees. Oh, remember Trudeau's famous, uh, the, the, the budget will balance itself yeah. speech? Yeah. You know, that's that's retardation at its uh, finest there. Yeah. And, and, and uh, gee, the budget's doing a great job of balancing itself now, isn't it? Oh yeah, like we're just uh, the province of Newfoundland is is just ready to go bankrupt. Yeah. They're going to need yet another bailout. Uh, there's all sorts of fucking issues with Alberta, and this guy he's giving away millions here, billions there, freaking, and then. I found out uh, Trudeau's renovation on the house is going to exceed $5 million. Oh, lovely. Yeah, yeah. So that should be nice. You know, taxpayers paying for him uh, spiffing up his, his uh, living quarters there. Yeah. And he yeah, does like, all these... Like we said last week, you know, every uh, prime minister gets to do that, but usually it's to the tune of... Uh, tens of thousands or even a couple hundred thousand not five million and at the start of their first term not like this is his second term and he's yeah. like oh, let's throw some more money at a fucking money pit of a home i got here yeah and uh yeah and then he's basically trying to one-up the ndp because it was the ndp that proposed that ubi and so he he's wanting to do his version Which for of the, anyone who doesn't know is universal basic income. Yeah. And he wants to open uh, the, the welfare system. Uh, from what I've been reading in this, I believe it was a national post article. And they talked about, uh, you know, he's going to scrap welfare as we know it because everyone will just be on UBI. Yeah. But here's the irony you know, these social services and all these social workers, guess what? They're going to become expendable, or at least the vast majority of them. Oh, yeah. He's, he's going to streamline that. Yeah. Everyone's just going to fill out whatever online, and then you know, you get your monthly check. That, that's you know, one of the benefits of, of doing the UBI is that it is going to streamline the whole system. And and so all these all these thousands of social workers that went to school to be uh, you know they're going to be going to school for a dying profession basically if he yeah. has his so you know there you go and then uh, <laughs> yeah so apparently well I don't know I I find it hard to feel sorry for them considering the uh, the way that job changes them. Yeah, You know, working in the welfare industry or the disability industry, it changes them. They're, they no longer have the compassion that they had when they were going to school. And as far as I'm concerned, they should have gone into some other social work venue rather than welfare and uh, disability. Well, because, isn't it? 
A- anybody who's ever been on the system can tell you what an asshole their worker is. Well, isn't, it, isn't it ironic? It seem, seems like most of these social workers are like fucked up people themselves. Like a good percentage of them seem to come from fucked up backgrounds. Yeah. And it's almost, almost like they're they're trying to fix their fucking past by, uh, yeah. you know, being do-gooder social workers. And then they end up just hating their job and hating their clients. And, yep. The self... It's, uh, it's hard to actually like your clients when your clients aren't paying you, but the government is. Yeah. And, and then you've got your higher-ups and the government coming down on you to try and save money and everything to make sure that people aren't gaming the system. So you wind up treating everybody like they're gaming the system. Yeah. Yeah. And you're dealing with like either single mothers or junkies or criminals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a, uh, it, it's kind of ironic that if this whole plan of Trudeau's goes through that, uh, you know, there's going to be that much more unemployed people because not only is yeah. everyone, every you know, a bunch of people are going on UBI and then all the social workers, they're going to be on it themselves because they'll be out of jobs, most of them. Yeah. So I found that but, interesting. But, you know, with a social work degree, it shouldn't be too hard for them to find another job. Yeah, well, all these, all these uh, methadone clinics and... Uh, <laughs> Children's Aid, whatever they could slide into into something like that, I guess. Yeah, Salvation Army, yeah. Shelter House. <laughs> I, I seen uh, I seen a story too with that Teresa Tam there, or, uh, or you know, or I don't know what you call her, the Overlord of our health services right now. By the way, this is tea today, not uh, not my usual French vanilla coffee. Wow, the show's gonna go off the rails. He's yeah. breaking breaking the tradition. No French vanilla, eh? <laughs> yeah, my system doesn't react well to coffee, so I have to keep it at a minimum when I do drink it. And <clears throat> I had a coffee yesterday and I've been eating chili this week, so <laughs> Yeah, that'll do something that'll do something to the system. Yeah, made a batch of chili on the weekend. How'd it how'd it go down? Oh, very nicely. And how's it coming? How's, how's it coming? Real Good foul? shit in more ways than one. <laughs> I thought so. I, I used my Taco Time hot sauce cups on it. Oh, lovely. <laughs> hey, save yeah. me some of that Taco Time hot sauce. You know what else? <laughs> you know what else those Taco Time hot sauce cups I've, I've found are good for? Is uh, making uh, breakfast burritos. Oh, with, with eggs and bacon in them, and you put some of that hot sauce in there. Oh, there you go. It's almost like huevos rancheros without the rice. Nice. <laughs> Did you see? Uh, Reckon. Uh, <coughs> talk about weird news here for you. Last week, uh, they, I think it was Peoria, Illinois. There was these uh, these two young boys. They might have been somewhere in the eight to ten year olds. Uh, they had a lemonade stand, and uh, the story went, and the video about about what happened went viral. Uh, I seen seen it more than once on Twitter. These two young boys running a lemonade stand in Illinois, 
got robbed by two uh, BLM protesters or supporters. Jesus. And the father, like the kids were out at the end of the driveway, whatever, and the father was in the house and he just happened to have his phone and he was filming what he thought was a transaction, these two black guys approaching his yeah. his, He's thinking, his kid. Oh, cool, they're getting some business, I'll film this. And in the video, what the, instead what the video shows is these two grown-up punks basically shoved the kids, grabbed grabbed the loot because they had like a big thing with the the, the change and yeah. money in, and then they took took the lemonade to. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And then and then they just stormed off. Right? It's just like the father's like, you know, probably some beta male because if that was me and my kid was getting yeah, robbed, I'd have been running out there with a baseball bat already. Yeah, I'd be tuning them up like you wouldn't believe. Thankfully, though, uh, even though the father Funny, and the kid... I was just about to go and play softball. Hang on, guys. Yeah. So this video, uh, of course, the mainstream news kind of... There was very little mention of it, but it was oh, all, over, all over the Twitter sphere. So uh, thankfully, the father uh, you know, and the kids, although shaken over the incident, uh, the two guys were caught. And uh, I haven't heard yet what uh, what's going to go on legally with them. But given what's going on in Chicago, these these assholes are probably going to get bailed out or something. Yeah. But on a positive note, uh, but the only they, thing you know, it's guys like that that wonder why there's certain levels of government that are uh, you know considering declaring the BLM movement a terrorist organization. Yeah. Well, when you see them. Pulling people out of vehicles, beating the shit yeah, exactly. out of Exactly. You know, robbing, setting shit on fire. Yeah. You know. So, uh, you know, on a positive note, though, they got their, their money back. These guys, they robbed these kids for 30 bucks. <laughs> so Jeez. all that, you know, roughing up the kids and scaring them and yeah. running off. Scarring them. But a, a kind, they got the money back, and on top of that, a kind stranger who had heard about the story, uh, they they set up their lemonade stand again. This time with you know the parents sitting there yeah. making sure, and a kind stranger who heard about what happened came up, and he bought a glass of lemonade and gave the kids fifty dollars and walked away. <laughs> nice, nice tip, eh? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I thought a, that was... that's a nice turnout for such a shitty story. Yeah, nice turnaround for them. So, and and uh, but in a not so, uh, we go from the good to the. I don't know. This one really tugs at the heartstrings. So, there's a five-year-old kid named Cannon Hinnant, five years old, North Carolina. I don't know if you heard about this. The mainstream the name news. is familiar. So I here's think the I deal. Have heard. So here's the deal. This kid. Uh, Mainstream media coverage, very little, once again. Yeah. But again, you go on the Twitter sphere and the alternative media, it was all over the place. And I think eventually either Tucker or someone from Fox had finally mentioned what had happened. So this uh, unusual name, but the kid's name's Cannon Hennant, five years old. He was shot in the head by 25-year-old Darius Sesums, a drug dealer neighbor uh, who lived in the same trailer park. 
basically because this five-year-old white boy had rode his bike across his lawn and he did and uh, he went out shot the kid in the head execution style in front of his sister Unreal. turns out the uh and he's got some, you know, drug issues, obviously, a drug dealer. Got some mental health issues. You his think? Uh, His fucking, uh, you know, when they showed his arrest, uh, the mug shot, he had this crazed look in his face. So he's definitely not all there. Apparently, uh, you know, the, the poor father of the kid said that uh, he knew that this, uh, this guy was troubled, his black neighbor. He had... The previous day, he had that guy over for dinner and was trying to talk to him to kind of, you know, counsel him or what yeah. have you. And this is the thing he gets a day later. His kid gets shot by this guy. Unreal. And, you know, okay, good deal. The, parent, the police arrested the guy. He's obviously charged with murder, yada, yada. My question is, where was the mainstream media coverage? Why did I yeah. have to find? Why did I have to find out going on a deep dive on Twitter when it should have been mainstream news? This disgusting act. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what I. The reason I think it's because uh, you know that would be bad optics for the current Black Lives Matter, and uh, you know we. It's okay to have in the mainstream media right now. They want to see rednecks beating up black people yeah but they don't they don't want to mention anything about black people doing anything to white people yep so anyway rest in peace uh, canon and uh as far as this darius sisms go uh he's a piece of shit and i hope he gets the electric chair or if i was the guy's dad i mean you know i'd show up at court and just blow that fucker's head off but yeah. that's just me yeah, but uh, yeah, sad story. Another, uh, another. And the thing uh, is, he wouldn't get as much time either. No, he, you know, because it would be first degree premeditated, but it would also be a crime of passion, which would lower the sentence. Yeah, because you know what's going to happen is this guy. He's going to, you know, they'll give him whatever sentence they give him. But when he goes in there, he's going to be a hero because uh, he took you know in this current political climate. You know, if I can, all the black gangs in prison are gonna be like, "Yeah, you got you, you got you a, whole, a whitey there, way to go." Well, but, it's hard to say because uh, most mo most prisoners aren't too fond of anybody that does anything to kids. Oh, and 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 perhaps the Aryan Brotherhood in the prison will get. Yeah. One one can only hope. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that being said. Uh, there was a Twitter video, too, I seen in Portland. Wow, shocking. Oh, gee, Portland. Uh, you probably seen it because it was the talk of the week there, this truck uh, that was surrounded by protesters. Buddy uh, tried to get around and get away from them, and all he did was end up crashing into, I believe, a light pole or a wall of a building across the street. He was surrounded. His girlfriend was pulled out of the truck. The uh, phone video of her getting thrown to the street by uh, by a black gentleman and uh, roughed up, and then him getting dragged out of the vehicle. And as he sat on the street, 
he was fumbling for his phone. Uh, he, uh, apparently, he was trying to, because uh, he lost sight of where his girlfriend got dragged away to. Right. So he was trying to reach her with his phone and also call for help. And the whole time, he's surrounded by all these goofs, and they're talking shit to him. And he's he's literally sitting on the ground, surrounded. And uh, you could tell he's in a panic, not knowing what to do. All of a sudden, you see a guy do a loop around from behind. And it must have been a good 20-yard run at the guy. It was almost like a football kickoff. Guy didn't see, didn't see it coming. He got kicked square in the head, laid out cold. You know, he's and you see these videos every now and again. People getting cold cocked. So he's laying there, doing the funky chicken laid out. Yeah. Brain damage from a boot to the head. Apparently, he was in the hospital unconscious for two days. And and while he laid there unconscious, they they robbed him. You know the people surrounding him robbed him. There's they they went in the back of his truck. There's video of them taking shit out of the back of his truck. Unreal. And uh, yeah, and uh, no word yet on any arrests. Yeah. Lots of video out there. See and. Portland is such a hot spot for it because their idiot mayor has basically pulled the police back. Yeah. Like the police should be there constantly in riot gear stopping this shit. Absolutely. Like it's it's out of control. Yeah. There's nothing there's nothing wrong with having a rally and a and a political pro uh, The thing rally. is what he should be doing is declaring martial law because under martial law the police can just open fire on them. Yeah, because enough's enough. Yeah. When they're when, when they're when, going, when they're doing shit like that, they deserve to be shot. Whether they, they're uh, shot and killed or just shot and wounded, they deserve it. Because uh, if I was the mayor, the president, what have you, how hard is it to go on TV, have a press conference, and say, "Look, you have a right to gather for whatever political rally, peaceful rally," yeah. but now now it's gone too far, and enough's enough. So here's the deal: curfew, such and such time until things settle down yeah and if if we catch you outside at such and such time you'll be arrested thrown in the paddy wagon yep. no matter how many hundreds and if we catch you in the middle of a violent act you'll be shot exactly you know they did that in the six remember that's how they quelled all those race riots in the late 60s yep. the national guard came in and these fuckers were being violent with them so they said fuck it and they just started shooting them yep that it settled right down after you know they killed a few dozen of those idiots. Yeah. So, you know, some people just—it's like Darwinism. They just got to learn the hard way, you That's know. Right. Like, so, and then speaking, speaking of, uh, you know, justice. So there's this uh, another. Vi another I, I I've been going nuts on the Twitter sphere lately, eh? Or maybe <laughs> this was on Gab. I don't know. So, but I seen a video of uh, Colorado neighborhood invaded a uh, suburban neighborhood invaded by antifa actually was on uh, the youtube channel breaking news 911 okay i've seen that one they have lots of videos that people posts and so this was one of these phone videos these <laughs> these antifa there was probably 15 to 20 of them and they thought they were tough and i, I believe every single one of them was white which was comical <laughs> so they were in this neighborhood trying to LARP and play tough guys. And then one guy had a, had a megaphone. He's like, 
wake the fuck up, motherfuckers. Gonna burn your houses down and talking all this weird shit. So next thing you know, anywhere from 50 to 75 good old Colorado rednecks <laughs> coming out of their homes start walking these guys down and yeah. start now they're backpedaling out of the neighborhood because they realize they they wrong neighborhood the wrong neighborhood well these red these good old boys from the, this Colorado uh, suburb they walked the guys out of the neighborhood and eventually they got them to the corner of like I look like corner of a cul-de-sac and there was a ditch nearby. They literally backed these guys up into the ditch, <laughs> and then they just jumped them. And it was like an epic <laughs> beatdown. You know, like imagine like 15 to 20 against like 75. Eh? Yeah. Bodies and bodies just piling on. You know, and then one of the Antifa guys tried pulling a knife. They thought they were so tough when they showed up in the neighborhood. Good. This video... Oh, this video was awesome. So, And one of the rednecks saw an Antifa guy trying to pull a knife, and he's like, that guy's got a knife. So they fucking pile on the guy with a knife, and one of the rednecks had an American flag. He's just, like, stabbing the guy with the American flag. <laughs> just, like, jabbing him in the face with it. Yeah. Oh, it was a beatdown. It was glorious. And uh, you know what? They had it coming. Because imagine you're... Oh, yeah. you're... Well, People expect if you get a bunch of radical nut jobs coming into your neighborhood and you got a wife and kids, or even if you're single and you just want to protect your friggin' property, you got these assholes saying, Yo, we're gonna burn your houses down, yeah. fuck whitey, and all this. And, and it's so ironic because the majority of these Antifa were white, bunch of, bunch of skinny uh, beta male leftists, you know, soy yeah. boys, you know, probably came out of like, uh, Berkeley or something. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was hysterical. I fucking enjoyed it. Oh that yeah. Was, so yeah, th those were some of the you know some of the things I'd I saw. Have to get you to send me a link to that one. <laughs> oh, you could see the link. I saw it on Twitter, but it was posted again on Alex Jones uh, Infowars and Band dot Video. Oh okay. So he's got a copy of it. And speaking of Alex Jones, uh, the story Alex of the... probably loved watching that. He enjoyed it mightily, I will say that. <laughs> and speaking of Alex Jones and InfoWars, uh, one of his employees got into some hot water recently. I yeah. guess now I guess now she's a former employee. Uh, here's the update. You're talking about Millie? Millie Weaver, yeah. InfoWars employee. She was arrested on the eve of her, the debut of her... Shadowgate documentary, which is out now. Everybody should go to band.video and download the Shadowgate documentary and watch it. I've watched it. It's actually very informative. She and, did a good job with her research and it's it's not conspiracy theory. It's just promoting facts. She did a lot of research. She brought all these facts out that have been buried by the media. Check it out. Yeah, and what's and you know she had the goods for this documentary because YouTube banned it. Yeah. She had it on her channel, got taken down. Her friend uh, had a channel, Tori Says, I think was her channel, yeah. her, uh, her co-producer. And it had like a, a million hits on her channel before yeah. it got taken down. <clears throat> well, you know, Band you know. Dot video, B -A -N -N -E -D. Band.video, B-A-N-N-E-D. Band.video or Infowars.com. But these days, 
it's better to use band.video that I find the layouts better too with band.video. Yeah. But basically this documentary, uh, you know, it's, it, you have these military and NSA whistleblowers. You have all the talk of, uh, Oh, and I just got to throw in here too. Todd, you have to go watch it. Cause we say so. <laughs> Shout out to Todd if he's watching. Well, we know. <laughs> we know he's watching. Yeah. Shout out to the, you know, the my favorite. He, tell, he tells me that you make him watch our videos, so now I'm joining in. He has to go and watch Shadowgate. <laughs> Todd, you piece of shit, you piece of garbage. You better watch our videos. <laughs> Actually, Todd. Todd's a great guy. I can uh, shout out to Todd. He's a beast. Uh, a lot of a lot of nights at the strip bar spent with Todd. <laughs> a lot of nights at the strip. So anyway, far, far too many nights at the strip. Okay. Yeah, far too many nights. Okay. So yeah, Millie Weaver, Infowars employee, she got arrested on the eve of her Shadowgate documentary. Uh, debut yeah and uh and the indictment the indictment at the time said it was for burglary yeah well and here's the update on that because it was strange like you know there was all this talk of uh like her arrest she live streamed her arrest basically she had her phone and uh they tried uh cps i guess tried to take her kids so before she could even appear in court for the criminal stuff, she had to appear before a judge to work out, uh, you know, the, the the custody arrangement for the kids because yeah. she was she was in jail at the time. And long story short, in the end, see, and that's was, something I totally disagree with: is sending CPS in. If there hasn't been a complaint about the kids' welfare, CPS has no fucking right to be there. And Tori was going over there to take care of her kids after she saw the arrest being live streamed. Yeah. So if there's no concern about the kids' welfare, there's no reason for CPS to be there. But and they obviously kid, sent CPS at the same time as they sent the D.C. police over. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the deal, too, with the, with the police and, uh, and the CPS and that, it's, it, you know, she talked about it, too, in a jailhouse interview by her, her recorded by her friend, how the timing was so fucking bizarre and you know and and you know there's definitely a conspiracy afoot in her mind you know and and she figured it's basically uh you know their attempt at a kid grab to silence her mm-hmm. and uh yeah that gives them leverage so then uh but then but then all the all the usual suspects jump in and the waters get muddy because now uh Apparently, uh, her legal defense fund, uh, the GoFundMe, was arranged by Ezra Levant of Rebel News. Yeah. As you know, Ezra Levant, Rebel News Canada, Millie Weaver, before she got hooked up with Alex, worked briefly with Ezra Levant at Rebel News. Oh, okay. And, you know, <clears throat> I, I, do, uh, I do get the odd story from Rebel News but one of the things that irritates me and some other, uh, you know, right-leaning people with Ezra is that he's a bit of a grifter when it comes to he's always setting up 
these fucking GoFundMe's and asking for for money. Like when Tommy Robinson got in trouble in the UK, you know, it was Ezra Levant running to the rescue and and yeah. basically, you know, and then he paid paid for Tommy's lawyers and 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 security, but he did so with a GoFundMe where right. where a lot of money was raised and not all of it went to that, right? Yeah, but. Whereas you know, you gotta, Alex has a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. And like I say, like the, the Rebel, there's a lot of good stories that come from Rebel Media and Rebel News, but uh, you got to take the, you know, the good with the bad. And, uh, you know, it, it's not all black and white with them. You know, they they can be grifters at times with some of their, uh, some of their ways, but it's a self-funding operation. So I guess they got to, they got to pull these things because her, uh, she ended up being released on her own reconnaissance uh, at the bail hearing. You know, she promised to appear for uh, for trial, but Ezra Levant raised a hundred and seventy thousand dollars for <laughs> her legal, and uh, they figured it might not cost her more than twenty grand for legal fees. So, yeah. so yeah, yeah. But uh, if you can check out this Shadowgate documentary. It's uh, you said you saw it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's something. <laughs> it's something, and uh, the update it's too. A lot with, of uh, Clinton stuff in there. There's a lot of Clinton stuff, and then I heard, uh, you know, I heard Alex wasn't happy because uh, you know he's friends with Roger Stone, but Roger Stone played a bit of a a role in this documentary, and uh, apparently Millie Millie expose something about roger that alex didn't like oh really so, yeah i don't know what what that's all about but uh yeah because alex is good friends with roger and oliver so he ended up terminating her employment with infowars over this incident oh so i'm thinking she never got the approval for the like uh, he said he approved the documentary but he he said on the air he wondered why he kept asking to see the documentary and she was always putting it off, putting it off. Yeah. And then just as he's about to finally get to see it, she ends up getting arrested. Well, it's and, funny. He's still hosting it on his website. Yeah. Well, I, I think, <laughs> I think he's finding, you know, he's finding his own grift out of this. Eh? <laughs> it's like, he's like, he's terminating her employment, but he liked the, he likes getting the views for the documentary. Yeah, he likes the traffic it brings to his website. But they, you know, and if people click through and buy any of his products, so much the better. Exactly. And did you hear? Uh, well, I guess I should finish by saying, like, right now, Millie. Uh, the end. Uh, the upshot of all this is Millie is out on bail. Well, out on her own reconnaissance, actually. Yeah. She she had a successful hearing getting her kids back and the documentary like you said is on band.video and uh you know there's a big expose there so i, I think in the end she's going to come out on top yeah it turns out what those charges were by the way was uh some bullshit incident that happened months earlier in the early days of the the pandemic her mother had lost her job because the uh, the business her mom worked for closed because of the pandemic, and her mom came to stay with them, and you know in a lot of situations you know with this pandemic, you know family stress, 
Yeah. I guess there was some sort of like argument and the mother was filming the argument or recording it on her phone. Millie found out and I believe it was the, either the brother or her, uh, her hubby there took the phone from the mother and either broke it or threw it out. And the mother, this was months back, initially filed a report, but nothing. Okay, but that's not burglary. That's damage of property. Yeah, well, and it's ticky tack stuff, eh? Like, and, and it's and it's municipal level stuff. Why was a federal grand jury indicting her? Well, and, and like a and, federal grand jury. Yeah, you, you know, smell, like smell what's cooking wrong there. And 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 just to show what a farce this is too is this this domestic incident between a mother daughter and you know the brother and the. At the at the end the end of it all, the mother came out on her own YouTube. I guess she's got a YouTube channel, and she made a statement on YouTube, you know, way back when, saying that she told the cops she didn't want to press charges after all was said and done, that it was just a overblown incident, and she said it was only a fifty dollar phone, so whatever. Yeah. It's, See yeah. what I heard the uh, what I heard the suspicion was anyway because Tori called into Alex's show the next day, and yeah. Tori figured that the reason why they were indicting her with burglary was because some of the documents that she had they figured there was no other way she could have gotten them except to have stolen them from somewhere, which as that's, it turns out she didn't. Yeah, that was the initial. So that's why everyone initially thought that's the robbery they were speaking of. Yeah. And it's, instead, it's this ticky tack. Yeah, which Trump. is bullshit. You don't get a grand jury indictment because your husband broke somebody's phone. Exactly. And over, over a domestic family incident. Like, if anything, it would have been her husband that would have been charged, and it would have been on a municipal level. And, so and that's the, a crock of shit that that's the reason why there's a grand jury indictment. Come on. And the bottom the bottom line is this supposed incident happened months earlier, and they just happened to pull this bullshit scheme off the day before she's going to unveil because she had, had announced. Yeah. It, it, and, it all announced, adds up to a little too much bullshit. Exactly, and the mother even said, "Like, you know, we were all stressed out. It was a, you know, a pandemic. We're all cooped up together, and yeah, shit happened and." And she wanted to drop the whole thing and said it was only a $50 phone regardless. There, there's no way that that was the reason for a federal grand jury indictment. No. That's just a bullshit reason that's been thrown out there. Yeah. Uh, what, so. what, can we, what can we say we're charging her with? Well, oh, well, hey, look, there was this incident with her mother. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, yeah. That's all yeah, that it, is. It's fucking bizarre is because what it there's, is. There's no way in hell... Her husband breaking the phone. See, this is the other thing. It's not even Millie herself. It's her husband broke the phone. So even if anybody was going to get charged, it would have been him being charged with prop damage to property, and it would have been on a municipal level. Well, and here's the weird thing. They both got hauled off to jail, and, uh, you know, like, so, okay, what about the brother? What about Tori? What about, you know, it's like they specifically targeted the, the, the couple. Yeah. And if you target the couple, 
then that gives CPS the opportunity to swoop in and take the exactly. kids. Exactly. Then you get the feds telling the couple, yeah, make that make that documentary disappear, and we'll tell and CPS we'll to let the back. kids go. Yeah. But uh, exactly you know, Ezra, what that is. That, that was Levant, just an attempted power play. Yeah. So Ezra Levant comes to the rescue from Rebel Media, gets the GoFundMe. They get the, you know, the highfalutin lawyer, whatever, and. Uh, Bottom line is she's out of jail, she's got her kids back, and the documentary's out there for people to see. So yeah. check out band.video. The documentary's called Shadowgate. Well, as, as, soon, as, uh, as soon as she saw the uh, live stream of the arrest, Tori uploaded the video. Yeah. So. Well, she had a million, million hits on her channel before they took it down. Yeah. And then uh, everywhere that... And apparently every YouTuber that pirated and put the, the video on their YouTube had it taken down. Yeah. So Alex finally saw the opportunity, even though he was mad at Millie for the, the, the incident. He, he took the took the video and put it on uh, on band.video. So there you go. But apparently there's something in there about Roger Stone that pissed off Alex Jones, and that's why he's cutting Millie loose yeah, I don't remember that I'll have to watch it again I'm I was kind of half asleep when I watched it the first time so yeah and speaking of you know speaking of the you know the deep state and the spying and uh, you know the surveillance and what have you I guess I guess you heard the you know the Democrats losing their minds collectively as uh, the orange man Donald Trump uh, is considering pardoning NSA whistleblower Edward Snowden. What oh, you, really? You, can you imagine? What do you What do you think of that? If he actually goes through with it and pardons Edward Snowden, I think that's a good thing. You know that uh, that's a step in the right direction, eh? Yeah. You know, and uh, next still, Julian Assange. Exactly, next Julian Assange, perhaps. But uh, and retroactively, Trump should also pardon Chelsea Manning if he's going to be pardoning Snowden. And here's the thing, like, originally everyone thought it was going to be like the <coughs> Democrats were going to be the buddies of these... Uh, yeah, these, everybody these, expected Obama to issue a pardon, and he never did. You know, everyone thought Julian Assange and and uh, Edward Snowden and Chelsea Manning were all going to be friends of the left and the Democrats, yeah. and the Democrats basically sat on it and did nothing. Yep. And now, you know, here's the orange man. He knows he's trailing in the polls to Joe Biden. You know, here's his big power yeah. play. Start, start pardoning all these people that uh, every, that the left was, uh, you know, begging it, to be. It, it's funny, though, you say that Trump is uh, trailing in the polls behind Biden, but Biden is trailing in the polls behind himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. His well, approval I'll, rating has gone down. Oh, and all week that, that that Democrat convention was just a fucking, just the most fake farce yeah. of a show. Did I see, see Trump getting it again because the Democrats are just pushing garbage. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. Like, how do you how do you how do you explain like all these incidents that, that are going on across the country are all the all the shitty uh, riots and violence and yeah. all. And, and all the the most despicable tyranny 
is going on in sanctuary cities and states. Yeah. You know, Portland, uh, Chicago, Seattle, L.A., yeah. New York. And how do you reconcile the things that Joe Biden has said about Kamala Harris with the fact that he just named her as his running mate? And then her... The things that he's said about her in the past, how do you trust him now? And then conversely, her, there, she's been quoted back in when they were running against each other for being the, the lead candidate. She she accused him basically of being a pervert. Yeah. And there How was do you trust all, either of them? <laughs> there's all these creepy videos of him out there, like, feeling up women and kids and stuff. Like, just weird. Yeah. And, and I don't know so much if it's because he's perverted or just he's losing his mind because of dementia. Because he doesn't seem to know where he is half the time. So they're propping well, him up. that's the other thing. There's a lot of people that aren't going to vote for him because they think that he's got senile dementia setting in. Yeah, so just imagine if Trump goes through with, with these pardons at the last minute. Yeah. And I keep hearing, you know, because I, I, I sniff around. I don't know what to believe when it comes to all that Q, QAnon talk. Yeah. But I've been sniffing around some of these drops from Q, and uh, apparently... There's thousands of indictments that are just sitting on a desk somewhere, and Guantanamo <laughs> Bay is just gonna be filled up with the swamp monsters there from from yeah. the deep deep state. But my question is, when the fuck is that gonna happen? The yeah, election, exactly. You know, the election's coming up, buddy. You better fucking make your move if you have a move to make. Yep. Anyway, that's uh, hey, COVID. I have gone this far without talking about COVID. Well, that's so, good. <laughs> I'll keep it short and sweet for the sheep <laughs> up there. So here we go. I uh, Just before the podcast, I went on the WHO site. So to all the boomers and Karens that are too lazy or too dumb to use the Internet. So the WHO, as of today, when I checked this, 22 million 492,312 total cases. The death, de the amount of deaths worldwide was uh, a little over 700,000. The death rate, when you do the math, 0. 0.0347. <laughs> yep. So it's not a you know 99% survival rate. Not even a half a percentage. Canada. 123,490, was it 90? Okay, 9,000 deaths. So we're not doing as good, but 0 0.0734, still under 1%. 99 point, uh, you know, just about 99.3 survival yeah. rate. And, you know, mandatory, you got Newfoundland with zero cases currently, and a mandatory mask law and a travel ban for outsiders. Yeah. Why, if you have zero cases, why are you going with it? And then the kids, you well, see something. Same as here. We had zero cases when they instituted our mask bylaw. And I seen there was a, a Newfoundland teacher who thought she was just a, the most smart cookie out there. Picture of her classroom. Their desks are, she's got the desks arranged where there's so many feet apart. And then she made, like, these fucking bubbles yeah. around and then showed that the kids are going to wear masks while in the classroom, in their bubble desk. Yeah. 
and I'm like, you have zero cases, <laughs> 99 point whatever percent survival rate, and kids have the highest survival percentage yep. in this. Oh, the madness. Yep. Right, right off the WHO, you fucking idiots. Oh, we'll watch, watch CNN, CBC. Oh, oh yeah, the news. The news told me that the boogeyman's going to get us. Yeah. The boogeyman. Oh, no. Oh, I better wear my hazmat suit and then have my vaccine enema. <laughs> and then before I, before I leave the house... I gotta make sure I do like ten jumping jacks while I sing the communist <laughs> national anthem. Yeah. You fucking sheep! You ought to be ashamed of yourselves, you piece of garbage people. Oh, that's my rant. Yeah. That's my COVID talk. <laughs> okay, I'm done with the COVID talk. How about we uh, let, let's let's end this on a positive note here? How about we get into the Would You Rather? Sure, works for me. Yeah. Coming up on an hour here, so that's about good timing. Yeah, sorry, folks, but uh, just uh, no, you're not. Uh, no, actually, <laughs> like it, it's pretty sad when we're in the minority. Yeah, like our logic. Smart, you, reasonable people are in the minority. I'm arguing with these fucking dumb boomers and liberal white chicks online. You know, I said to the girl. Yeah, 99 point whatever percent survival rate, facts over feelings, bitch. <laughs> and she's like, well, I'd rather be a safe sheep than an arsehole. Like, <laughs> I just went back, facts over feelings. Yeah. Bah, sheep. Bah. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. Wear that mask. Obey. Yeah. Comply. Obey. Comply. Don't question anything. Yeah. yeah. It's like that movie. What was that movie? What, what's that movie where that's from? The Obey and Comply? Oh, with, yeah, uh, yeah. What's his name there? He was a wrestler, Roddy, I think. Roddy Piper, They yeah, Live. that's right. Yeah, Roddy Piper, They Live. Yeah. Yeah. I came yeah. here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. Classic <laughs> And then I was telling my mother the other day, I said, because she's talking about going to restaurants or going to the mall, and I'm like, fuck, how do you do it? You yeah. know, like, the atmosphere and wearing a mask, it's just so, I can't do it. I, you know, I don't it, want to obey the stay home bullshit, but I stay home because I don't want to go and wear a mask everywhere I go. I know, it's ridiculous. Like, like so yeah, I'm spending more time at home than I care to just because of that. Yeah. So anyway, but let's let's just yeah. people are going to be what they are. We we've come to realize right, we're beyond red pilled. We're black pilled at this point. Yeah, we're surrounded by a bunch of dummies and sheep. So let it be, I guess. Yeah, is what it's it is. So on that note, let's uh, you know let's wind this down with some fun. Uh, this game we play every week to our or, first time, as we say on Earth, c'est la vie. So uh, to all our first-time viewers and listeners, uh, we have this weekly game called Would You Rather. I think most of you know what it's about. Some of you have played it. I asked Destry, the Canadian Info Warrior, a series of questions. 
and he has basically a choice between option A and option B. Neither option is necessarily more right than the other. It's open to debate, just for shits and giggles. So yeah. on that note, uh, are you ready, Thankfully, sir? it's all hypothetical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On that note, uh, Destry, are you ready? Sure. Question number one. Would you rather A, have telekinesis, in other words, be able to move things with your mind, or B, have telepathy, the ability to read minds? Mm, I think I'd rather go with telekinesis. I'm not all that interested in reading minds. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Uh, there's, there's a lot of people out there whose minds I wouldn't want to know what's going on in, you know. <laughs> well, one, one, one interesting uh, thing you could do with telekinesis is, uh, you know, you're sitting on the couch, uh, bored out of your skull, you're with your lady friend, and you you use your mind to, like, uh, strip her clothes off and have yeah. Have, yeah. yeah, yeah, that comes in handy. Uh, although, I must say, uh, playing devil's advocate You want here, to go down on me. <laughs> and she's trying, she's trying to pull away but her head's getting pulled down go, go. <laughs> Sammy I can't breathe Sammy <laughs> but uh, playing devil's, devil's advocate you know with telepathy the ability to read minds you basically know what know what anyone's thinking about you, and you know if what anyone's up to. Yeah, it could come in handy, but I don't know. I've been doing all right without it for forty nine years. Now here's the thing. Here's a here's the thing with telekinesis, though. So you're in a bank, and like you, you're just there as a customer, but they don't know, and you're using your mind. Maybe you make other people rob the bank for you. Or you make yep. all the money in the vault float out the window into your truck. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, the, you're, you, you see the Brinks, the, the Brinks guy coming out with the, the cash deposit for the day. Yep. That is the bag, and you just kind of like... As soon as the truck door opens and he's stepping out, you make a few float over behind him where he doesn't see it. Come <laughs> over to your truck. Yeah, I'll <laughs> see you later. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, this is a tough one for me, buddy. So you're going with telekinesis? Yep. Yeah. But see that telepathy? I'd love to know what anyone's thinking at any given time. <laughs> you know what? I, I gave like up giving a shit about what anybody thinks, so that's why I'm not all that interested in telepathy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, too, with telekinesis, just imagine, like, you know, you could be, you play God, eh? You see, like... Yeah, I'm gonna make that boulder fly over there, and you, know, you can do, all, you know, and then you, you can even have your own magic show there. You're like a Vegas act, and look at how, how does he do that? He's making that plane lift up in the yeah, be like the next David Copperfield uh -huh. or whatever. Yeah. Okay, you've won me over, buddy. <laughs> I'm going telekinesis too, so we agree. Uh, question one: Would you rather have telekinesis or telepathy? It's telekinesis. Okay. Yeah. Question number two. Destry, would you rather A, be in jail for five years or B, be in a coma for a decade? Hmm. 
be in jail for five years or be in a coma for a decade. Well, they both definitely suck. But the drawback with jail for five years is the things that you would experience on the inside. So I'm going to have to go with the coma because you're not going to experience anything, really. You, no, you might have memories of people talking to you like from a dream, but that's about it. And you just you eventually you wake up after that decade. And it's like you were just you know, like as if you had a one hour nap. You wouldn't yeah. know any. You, you've got a little bit to catch up on in the world and technology <laughs> and shit like that. But. So, yeah, both both, uh, you know, both <clears throat> suck, but the less sucky one to me. I agree once again. It's amazing how much we agree. <laughs> uh, yeah. So B, I would prefer just like you to be in a coma for a decade rather than spend five years in jail. So yeah. there you go. B. Okay. Number three, Destry. Now this one, I don't know. This one's a dark one maybe. Would you rather A, lose your sight or B, lose your memories? Ooh, that's a tough one, too. Yep. Lose your sight or lose your memories. I think I'd have to go with the memories. I I think that would be easier to cope with than suddenly being blind. Because you could always be reprogrammed. Like, if someone cares about... Yeah, there's always the possibility of regaining your memories. Like, you know, if you have family and friends that stick by you, they could yeah. kind of re- relearn you, like reprogram you. Yeah. But if you lose, lose your sight, you know, you're missing out on, and especially if you knew what it was like to see. Exactly. That's that's the thing. Being born blind is completely different than being born sighted and then becoming blind. Yeah. So once again, three for three, uh, buddy. I agree all the way. Yeah. I prefer losing the memories than losing the sight. You can always, you know, relearn or reprogram. But once you lose that sight, it's gone. Yep. Okay, question number four. Ooh. Last one. Would you rather A, buy ten things on a shopping trip that you didn't need and weren't on your list, or B, you buy just about everything you needed on your list, but you forget the one thing you needed the most. <laughs> I think I'd rather buy 10 things I didn't need. Because <laughs> we all do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As and, long and, as you and, got what you did need, then, you know, everything else is extra, so. Well, and, and, you know, we you, you, it's happened to, to the best of us where, you know, you, you go on the, that one thing, yeah. You don't realize till you get home and you're like, fuck. Yeah. That was what I was going there for. This yeah. other stuff is just, yeah. But when you when you go to the store and you buy 10 things you don't need and it's, it's okay because you already got what you wanted. Yeah, exactly. And it's like just bonus shit, eh? Yeah. Okay. Once again, four for four, buddy. We are batting like ninety-nine point like five percent agreed. Yeah. <laughs> There's very few things we've disagreed on so far in the Would You Rather game. Yeah, it's been pretty what did, rare. What did, think, what did you think of this week's questions? Yeah, those were pretty good, actually. Those, those were uh, 
the kind that made you kind of think about it a minute. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm and, and they of... weren't just goofy questions. Uh, a couple of them were pretty dark there, too. <laughs> yes, yes. Come join the dark side. It's like, would you rather swallow this bowl of razors or shoot that old lady beside you? You know, like, <laughs> neither one is a particularly good choice. I can't remember exactly what the choice was for Rob Wells when he was in that movie. But uh, it was, it was uh, I think it was cutting his own leg open or shooting the lady beside him. I remember yes. it was shooting the lady beside him. Now, what was the name of that movie? Because I know I, I we think both... it was Would You Rather. Would you rather yeah. the movie? Yeah, and Rob Wells was in it from uh, Trailer yeah. Park Boys. Ricky, I remember there's the one character who had to like slice his cornea or whatever. Yeah, yeah. They're all just, yeah. They all they all ended up dying except for the that ratty chick in the end there. That was yeah. <laughs> you know, that was so goofy. Like they all you know, and apparently I don't know from. It's been a while since I seen the movie, but didn't they kind of hint that she had played that game before? Yeah, yeah, they did. So See, she, for me, she... it would have been like you know, you have to do this to yourself or shoot the old lady. Be <laughs> <laughs> especially none of them really knew each other, so I was like, yeah. who gives it? Yeah. <laughs> I would have got that bullet out before he got all the words out. You could either cut your. <coughs> off or you could electrocute the old hag in the wheelchair next to you yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no brainer there yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well it's been another interesting week another uh yeah another oh, did I, at the can did i did i t tell you about the uh you know the late the latest at the the, the drug park across the street no yeah, so uh, as some of our regular viewers and listeners know, I, I live in a real ghetto ghetto neighborhood, and uh, across the street from me is this park, which is also across the street from our local courthouse, and it's known to be used by uh, just the just the the best and the brightest. Let me tell you, not really uh, yeah. junkies, prostitutes, low lives vagrants bums uh yeah all the best of the best junkies hookers okay. and queers oh my junkies hookers and queers oh my <laughs> well ain't nothing wrong with uh you know with the with the gays but no. there is but there is something wrong with these prostitutes and junkies and yeah. drug dealers and and uh speaking You're of which they're loser people now <laughs> They're getting so brazen though now. It used to be just like an evening nighttime thing, but now broad daylight, I'm seeing them like smoking crack and shooting up heroin right on the benches in the park. And you know, I'm just waiting for the day where some some young mother with her kid in a stroller happens yeah. along. You know, mommy, what are they doing? Yeah. Why are they putting that needle in their arms? Yeah. So there was this why is one face in that man's crotch. Yeah, why is, there... why is the why is that lady with the green hair? Uh... Yeah, why why is she sleeping on his lap? <laughs> why is she sleeping? Uh, so I, just before we we went to air, I I was uh, 
you know, broad daylight, the middle of the afternoon, and I'm, I'm looking out my window and across the street, and there's this uh, junky prostitute, and she's she's sitting by a tree in the, in the corner of the park, but it's like every anyone can see what's going on. You know, there's it's a main street, cars are whizzing by, yeah. like you said, courthouse nearby, and on my street, a bunch of construction going on because they're doing a bunch of road work. So right in front of these construction workers, she's got her arm out and she's shooting up, uh, shooting up heroin, huh. and and I'm like, like what the hell? Like you can't even find like a fucking Tim Hortons bathroom. Yeah. There's a Tim nearby. Yeah. You couldn't, you couldn't go under a bridge or whatever. No, you got to do it right in the middle of the public park, yeah. broad daylight. There's construction workers working on the road within view of what's going on, like. This is how bad it's getting, man. Like it's just just brutal. So yeah. So she goes to shoot up, and uh, I stick my head out the window just as she's about to inject herself, and I went. <laughs> and, <she's> like, <laughs> and, and <laughs> her needle went. Whee! It's a picture. This is a pen. So pretend it's a needle. So she's just about to, and I'm like. <laughs> and she's like. <laughs> the, way, the way the needle went over, she's like, "What the fuck?" And then I'm like, "Get out of there, you junkie whore!" And uh, yeah, needless to say, she wasn't very impressed with me. But yeah. uh, I thought I did my civic duty there and <laughs> saved her from a potential overdose. Who yeah. knows? So anyway, who knows? Maybe she's in the back lane right now, yeah. laying. Laying dead from an overdose because she finally did inject herself, but yeah. I I tried, I did my part. <laughs> and on that note, uh, I hope all you folks had a much better week than I did, and yeah. I hope you guys all have a good weekend. And uh, until then, I guess uh, yeah, well, we'll see y'all next week. Ciao for now. Bye. <laughs>